adding some TLC to the books that were written by Black and POC authors, creating a space that is for us, by us. This is the audiobook club that you don't want to miss. So, grab your tea, cop a seat, and join the conversation on The Concrete Diaries with me, Carlisa Simone. Okay, I got some trivia for you. And this episode question is Who earned the title of Mother of Blues? Again, who earned the title Mother of Blues? This person was called the Mother of blues the mother of blues that answer is coming to you at the end of this episode this episode's for the worms pick is the Stars and the Blackness Between Them by Joanda Petrus. Okay. A Coretta Scott King Honor book. Told in two distinct and irresistible voices, Joanda Petrus' bold and lyrical debut is the story of two black girls from very different backgrounds finding love and happiness in a world that seems determined to deny them both. Port of Spain, Trinidad. 16-year-old Audrey is despondent, having just found out she is going to be sent to live in America with her father because her strictly religious mother caught her with her secret girlfriend, the pastor's daughter. Audrey's grandmother, Queenie, a former dancer who drives a white convertible Cadillac and who has a few secrets of her own, tries to reassure her granddaughter that she won't lose her roots not even in some place called Minneapolis. America have their spirits too, believe me, she tells Audrey. Minneapolis, USA. 16-year-old Mabel is lying on her bed staring at the ceiling and trying to figure out why she feels the way she feels about her ex Tyrell, about her girl Jada, and the moment they had in the woods and about the vague feeling of illness that's plagued her all summer. Mabel's revere is cut short when her father announces that his best friend and his just-arrived-from-Trinidad daughter are coming for dinner. Mabel quickly falls hard for Audrey and is determined to take care of her as she tries to navigate an American high school. But their romance takes a turn when test results reveal exactly why Mabel has been feeling low-key sick all summer. And suddenly it's Audrey who is caring for Mabel as she faces a deeply uncertain future. Joanda's Petrus debut brilliantly captures the distinctly lush and lyrical voices of Mabel and Audrey as they conjure a love that is stronger than hatred, prison, and death, and as vast as the blackness between the stars. Some praises for the stars and the blackness between them. Fearless by Teen Vogue. 
Like Toni Morrison, who redrew the narrative of black experience with novels set in Midwestern small towns, Petrus is redrawing a map, creating an Eden where Caribbean, black, and LGBT culture can find beauty and lushness, spirituality, history, and sustenance. Sustenance by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Petrus' prose is rhythmic, colloquial, and unbashedly erotic by City Pages. We have some from New York Times, best-selling author of Me and White Supremacy, Combat Racism, Change the World, and Become a Good Ancestor. We have Audrine Marie Brown, New York best, best, sorry, New York Times best-selling author, and so many others like Brandy Colbert. So, hey, that's our okay pick a Coretta Scott King honor book, a Kirkus Reviews best book, a Yalsa best fiction for young adults top 10 book, an Alla Rainbow List book, and a Minnesota Book Award finalist. And you can purchase this book on IndieBound because we don't support Amazon. Okay, bye. Okay, Joanda Petrus is a writer, pleasure activist, filmmaker, and performance artist born on Dakota land of Black Caribbean descent. Her work centers around wilderness, queerness, Black diasporic futurism, ancestral healing, sweetness, shimmer, and liberation. She lives in Minneapolis with her wife and family. You can... Support her work at www.joanda.com. That is J U N A U D A.com. You can also follow her on Instagram. That's where I follow her. She posts amazing content. Just the other day, she did like a whole cycling protest um, with the Black Lives Matter movement because she's. A cyclist and that's amazing so her whole feed is just like healing prosperity she got the crystals going the incense burning her whole apartment is a vibe her family's beautiful listen go on her page you won't regret it I especially love her gap she reminds me of my mama and my gap's coming in too so she's really a beautiful soul and of course, her wiseness and just her vibes really shine through in this book and you just feel it. Tell me I'm not going crazy because when I was reading this book, I was honestly feeling the vibes. Like it just, it really rearranged my spirit just reading the books. <sighs> Boy, it's like I reached an epiphany, a spiritual epiphany, an awakening, you know? Read the book. That's it. I also want to let y'all know, if you didn't know, this show has a listening letter feature. You can send either email us letters for us to that we may read on the show. You can let us know that we can answer on the show. 
any recommendations, whatever, a statement, question, whatever, to read on the show. Or you can send us voice messages through Anchor so you can also be featured on the show that way and share your voice. This platform is ours for the taking. So if you want to share a statement, question, recommendation, just hash it out on air, you can. You can send us an email at theconcretediaries at gmail.com or through our website at www.theconcretediaries.com or through Anchor with a voice message link if you want to share your actual voice that way. If you bold enough, that's up to you. The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by Juanda Petrus. I dedicate this book to the constellation of queer ancestors who have loved and healed through space and eternity regardless, and to Pearl and Kelvin, I love you sweet dreamers so much, and to Nijopti for being the mountain to my hurricane. You really love me for my wild sweet self and your love is king. And lastly to mom for pining the balloons, for pinning the balloons on my tight winter coat when I was seven when I needed to fly to space. I will always love you for your sweetness and your limitless belief in my magic. Prologue We outsmarted Oblivion seven times in a row and made it look like jazz with no chains, like shaking our butt with no shame. We moonwalked past the ghosts of this living world. We decided to free ourselves out of the estranged strangling of this reality. We swan-dived and centered in our magic. We found an eternal life that couldn't understand prisons, or any other enslavement. We was not at the frequency that could catch or contort our souls. It wasn't easy, but destiny is destiny. Our bodies levitated by the stardust of the ancestors in our bones. Our ecstasy got divined in limitless existence. This is how we figured it out. Heard on an echo of a breeze in a playground somewhere in the future where kids is feeling free and they are double dutching, singing, garnering, gardening, and twerking in the radiance of their ancestors' laughter. Cancer season. Season of Yemiya, our bottomless, dark, deep, wet healer warrior of our waters and conductor of our tides the moon shines on you you are floating on her waters she is pleasure immersive and she soaks you to heal and rocks you to sleep she is the constellation of the armed warrior of water and sand she protects softness 
She, a shelled thing that scamper away and hide and protect. Protecting the pearl of sacred sensuality, a mango seed, an intuitive lover, the heavy and healing waters of your motherlands and internal shades of the moon. Chapter One, Audrey. Your fast and arrow and sensual and mango. Queenie tells me, so Audrey, please put some molasses in your feet for this walk. It ain't supposed to go fast, she says as we walk through the woods. Eyes crying so hard, my body is shudder and breath and wet with tears. My glasses fog up and I wipe them with my shirt so I can see through them and see the back of my grandma, my guide. My heart feeling like it can bust up for calling somebody mother a jagaboat. Queenie is pure light and sweetness and obsidian skin. She smell like spicy earth things, like sandalwood and cinnamon and dirt itself. She is strong and a warrior, moving through the trees like a river, carving her way through mud, elegant, dark, and slow like molasses she say we should invoke for this journey. She have on a long white dress with a white scarf wrap around her short white hair and shoulders like a woman in prayer. The woods are a green and quiet bush between her house an ocean that I know very well, too well. I have covered every part of them bush with the bottom of my feet and the eyes of my soul since I young. Queenie got silver bangles round she wrists like broken Saturn rings, jingling each of her movement through the forest. She moves with her walking stick made of bamboo and mahogany and wrapped tight in thin copper, rose quartz, and citrine so it could be strong and light and absorb power. She takes the lead on our journey and let me cry in her wake. Queenie stops quick and backs me up with her forearm. She looks up and reads the air. She smiles. She points and I see leaves whisper at us, shimmying with breeze and speaking spirit. She looks at me to see if I am reading the signs. I'm barely able to lift my head, so soaked I am in my own river and ocean, my eyes cloudy. And to be real, I ain't want to see the full story yet. I'm already feeling a change. I've been soaked in the feeling of spirit's song since we started walking into the bush and up the hills by Queenie's house. When spirit speaks to Queenie, she says she sees it first, and I feel like life become a dream. It has a whisper of iridescence, like the world gets soft before I get revelation. For me, it is different. The only way I can say it feels is like a tingle, a feeling from the earth through water and I surrounded in a power that's bigger than me. Queenie can shape her magic like she feels, but I feel like mine shapes me, controls me. 
I can sometimes feel what anyone else feel, but I never know when or why I have to feel it. I look at her and my body still trembles. She pulls me up in her arm while she holds us steady. She ain't afraid of my bawling and she kisses me on both of my cheeks and forehead, blessing me with my own tears and her queenie love. She turns forward and keeps walking. My sob follows us and is whisper, then wail. We move into the curve of the hill like we're walking into heaven. Then the path bends down and we are walking easier and I is feeling it. The pool of our water mother in my skin. I keep crying, following Queenie to the sea. Queenie swinging orange blanket onto the ground. She grabbed dried cocos, big rocks, and shells to secure the blanket into the sand. I is numb, and just looking at this ocean, f- feeling like I is going to fall over. Queenie sit me down and pull out her machete and starts busting fresh cocos shivering. Drink this now? I sure you did dry yourself out with all that crying and grieving of love, my darling, she say, handing me a cocoa. Your first tabernacle is a heartbreak that feel like a bit of death, yes. It hurt me to see you going through all this hurt for you, for love and your mother is totally out of place. She stopped talking before she finished that thought, and she looked like she is hurting too. I know how it does feel, yes. She sucks her teeth. And I find it hard to believe Queenie ever was hurt for love like I is now. We is on sand between edge of water and forest, and she asks for me to pull out my pouch. I hesitate, hoping that I can deny what I already feeling is true by not doing a reading. Still, I pull up my skirt and untie the pouch from my thick and dark brown thigh. This is where I hid it from my mother and the world when I was traveling. Queenie asks me to drop my shells. I take them from the pouch and hold them in my hand. I feel the smooth indigo shards until I hear their song in my mirror. When their pitch is ripe, I throw them on the mat of lavender silk, raffia, and leather we use for reading our castings. The shells tumble around and reveal their message. Queenie nods and then looks up at me with her blue-rimmed brown eyes. She smiles, showing her ivory teeth with a gap twice the size of mine, but her eyes are sad. We can both read the confirmation. The pathway is open, and this journey across the ocean is anointed for me to take. She says that tonight we will prepare a new pouch for me for the States. My child, one, has dried up its purpose. I touch the soft, faded, light blue leather pouch, the one my mother don't know of. I sleep with it under my pillow at night, and it has held every dream I have had since I was nine. Queenie pulls up her skirt to bring out her own pouch, deep green and silver leather with a crowy design. Whenever she does this, I feel like I'm looking up God's skirt 
She has the prettiest legs to me. She starts rolling a spliff of lavender, damiana, marshmallow, and fresh ganja, and does a quiet prayer to the spirits of the herbs, asking that they honor her temple. Queenie is beautiful and still look like she did in the pictures in her house from when she was a professional dancer. On our walks in the hills and the country, she moves like a gray-haired teenager. Her legs are muscular and smooth with scars and dents that I have memorized and made her tell me each of their origin stories. My favorite scar, though, is the one she got on her cheek when she was being initiated as a young woman. That is all I know about it, but I love it, cause it makes she look real gangsta. My grandma does only sometimes let me smoke with her after ritual. She says don't smoke with my Rasta cousins episode in them. Just us old ladies know how to do everything right with ritual and sweetness. She say with a wink and smile, revealing her back four teeth which are dipped in gold. Queenie can roll a spliff faster than it take to light the flame. When we first started to take our walks together, I was nine, and I used to love to just watch the smoke push wild from her mouth and circle her head into a cloud. Now I am 16, and she passes the fire on my way and lets the news of my imminent, <laughs> imminent trip sink in. I was barefoot, and I ain't want to lose my roots. I know I go miss the ancestors, I Aquarian and Oya. I crying all of these things and Queenie corrects me. Audrey, you are a wild nurturing. You are a complicated specialness. You are ancestral perseverance and sacred erotic, she says, like she praying, holding me closer, I cry louder. Gal. You've been in constant communication with spirit your whole life. And you've been taught that spirits speak loudest when we deepen the water, drowning in trouble and fear. Queenie suddenly closes her eyes and is quiet and breathing, which I know means she is receiving messages. And that is when you must let yourself get quiet and still. You must let yourself float above it until you are safe and levitating on the water and beneath the sky and just listen, Audrey. She opens her eyes and looks at me. And darling, let me tell you something for truth. America have day spirits too, believe me, she says. And she puts out her spliff, rubs my back and starts humming a song into my spine. It's a quiet and low song and I feel my heart inhale the love of it. Audrey, I was at a ceremony in Brooklyn in 84. The brothers and sisters in there from everywhere, Cuba, Nigeria, Mississippi, Peru, and India, and they beating them drums real good gal. I look from the ocean and up to at my grandmother and her storytelling. And I is with Auntie Mahal, who brings she Kavakuinho and play good right with them drums and she almost in a trance. You woulda think we was back in the motherland, but every land is a mother's land, I discover. She laughs at the thought. And I is in there whining and spinning and slicing my arms in the air, gal. 
Cause the rhythms find me and hold me. They is in their singing. I swear I was going to disappear, but I can't stop. Queenie stands up and starts twirling and twisting she arms in the air with her bare foot drubbing on the sand. I can never cry when Queenie dances. And Audrey's something take over. She starts to kneel down low. Her movements flowing and soft. With each cipher, she's lifting and ascending into the air. The sound of drums seems to be coming from my heartbeat. Her feet are flying sand all around her until I see my grandma rising above me. She is in the rapture of her memory. I lie back and watch her flowing all white attire, a cloud of origami fold and contain and blossom her from movement to movement as she hovers above me several feet in the air. I watch her embrace the sky and the sky lifts she up like a child of feather. She whipping in the wind, living in the rhythm of the breeze she create. After she finishes her celestial windup, she starts to descend, stair-stepping on air. Once her feet touch the ground, she crouches down next to me. She's laughing hard, and it rumbles the ground beneath me. She fall back and lie on the sand, hard toward the sky. Crazy, no? I feel I is not in my body no more. I feel I is of some next world. I ain't know I could do that until this day in the states of all places. I telling you, but Audrey, that is when I begin the journey to figure out my spirit, who I is for real. She gets up and moves to sit next to me, and we look on the water together. I lie into she's shoulder waiting to feel the wind and sky she pulled down cool my chest and lift me up the space my heart is crumbled in life is strange and it will break you to help you heal ancient wounds my darling Tears fall across her thighs. I really don't want to leave. I don't know if I will ever see Neri again. I feel like I don't exist if Neri don't look at me. I miss the pulse of holding Neri's hand, and I caved in with suffering, missing Neri's body next to mine. folks it has been a rough time a rough time for all of us and I didn't have the energy to read write to do anything and it came to a time where I really wanted to push myself to follow through with what I set out to do and that was to provide content to provide a space and I needed to take some time for myself to rest just to have the energy to keep going so I'm gonna be honest I really took my time with this book it was hard to get through it was 
so energy consuming. Usually it takes me two to three days to read a book max. This book took me two weeks to read like what 300 pages but it wasn't the pages it was the words it was the poetry the lyrical format the bluntness everything that I'm reading that I did not want to face and it was just amazing to see This is why this episode is called Ancestral Healing. And I know this book was a pick for for June in honor of the LGBTQIA plus community and experience. But you know what? I read it just at the right time because when I tell you it was like that drink of water. To hydrate and refresh yourself. This book took an extremely long time for me to digest. And it was all the stages of grief, really. Um, It was healing in its entirety and positivity. Especially when it's so close to home. Um, The duality of this book taken from an American standpoint, a Caribbean standpoint, male, female, non-binary standpoint, queer standpoint. It was just all-encompassing and amazing to read. Hell, some of the lines in the poetry section, I definitely want to get tattooed on my body, not gonna lie. AKA Leo Queen. Um, But shout out to the author for making a soundtrack to go with this book. I usually read my books with songs anyways, you know, to pretend that I'm playing a movie in my head. But she was way ahead of the game and she dropped a SoundCloud playlist that was so fitting for this book, of course. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, this book really took me by surprise. It was everything exceeded beyond my expectations, became everything that I did not think it would be about. Um, so look out for (laughs) plot twists. You will never see it coming. (sighs) Wow. It was amazing. There were some characters that I really couldn't stand. Some characters that (sighs) was like a reflection of myself. Um, like Audrey. I saw Audrey in me. And it was, it's beautiful. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, I rate this book a 10 out of 10. You know, it did take me a long time. And I think I'm grateful that I started with this book as a way back into my 
former self. So I will say that it was spiritual, a spiritual awakening. It made me rethink everything that I thought about my religion and this connotation that we have with witchcraft, quote unquote, and how it really ties into Caribbean culture. And to experience it from that standpoint, it makes me want to dwell deeper into that side of heritage, that foundation of my heritage, of our heritage. It had some great standpoints um, of how even mothers can be very abusive I love how the author made me experience this book like it was my own. When I say that this book was a spiritual awakening, I, not even lying, I felt everything firsthand. And it was such a spiritual exchange. Like I felt so many things just shift into my body. Like I'm just really digesting. what is coming from this book and it touched on so much key points like homophobia in the Caribbean which we'll talk about in those round tables that I did not release school curriculum the school to prison pipeline um the prison industrial complex it touches on so many things I have so much things highlighted and we really don't have time for them all but those are like the key key points um, history in a whole and how to shape your future and how to take charge of your own life I've learned so much from this book and I again can't thank this author enough but most of all what I felt is just an abundance of love of love and healing and just all that good vibes that I really needed <laughs> I really needed in this moment so I give this book a 10 out of 10. I can't re recommend it enough. I hope you give this book a try. Um, you won't regret it. Take your time with it. Really digest it. Go to sleep with these chapters on your mind. Um, it touches on astrology. It touches on the power of herbs. It touches on how to build your tribe. How to find your people. It touches on so much things. The importance of a welcoming upbringing. And most of all, it touches on Whitney Houston. So look out for that. You won't be disappointed. I also forget to add that this book is entirely in Patsua and 
A-A-V-E. And I love it. You know, not, you don't come across many books that are in quote-unquote proper English. And it just makes me fall in love more and more with our own culture when we see our own language and it's just like, oh, I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. And I wish like more authors will show off our language more, you know, I love that this book is so unapologetically black and you know, I wish I had this when I was younger, not gonna lie, to be proud of our blackness. <laughs> but out of that chapter, this line that Queenie says is my favorite. Life is strange and it will break you to help you heal ancient wounds. Mm. Like this whole book is just poetry. If you can tell from the prologue, it's one poem, but for each season is another, like several poems. You have Cancer season, Leo season, Virgo season, Libra season, Scorpio season, Sagittarius season, Capricorn season, Aquarius season, Pisces season, Aries season, Tar- Taria season, and Gemini season. And then she has her playlist at the back listed for you. <laughs> In order. So, but... If just go to your season and I'm telling you, it's a reflection of yourself. She got it down to a T. Since I'm a Leo, I'm a read you Leo season. You that cool cat who bought the three piece suit of layaway and wear the alligator Stacey Adams to the club so we can bask in you. A yearning to be in the care of your arms, the protection of your pride Deep warm bastet, sun queen of kings, lover of lovers, generous, generously ours, bonding in power and flourishing in your softness. You make the dapper divine and the royal real, and you roar heavenly laughter, all sweet, a lioness sunflower full of sun, full of seeds and heat. You are an immediate feeling adored for your sensuality and fierceness and for the luxury of your smile. Leo's son, wild for us, hot for us, to surround ourselves in your glow and sultry and burning. Yo. When I read that the first time, I was like, ooh. Okay. Definitely want to get this tatted on me, especially this part you make the dapper divine and the royal real and you roar heavenly laughter all sweet a lioness sunflower full of seeds and heat 
quo, bounding in power and flourishing in your softness. Sun queen of kings. She, this author ain't nothing to play with, especially the fact that she is also a filmmaker. So I cannot wait to see films by her because her work from this book alone is amazing. (sighs) Like, amazing. You know I love different points of views and... We have different points of view from Mabel and Audrey. And of course, Audrey is in Patsua dialect and Mabel's in Ave dialect. We have diversity in characters, even a character who is a hijabi woman. Um, we have a character who is mixed. A character who comes from a loving black family. You know, it's just the duality of black people. Full roundedness of black people in this book that I very much appreciate. And it brings up so much conscious conversation surrounding eternity. um, Our own mortality. Christianity, just religion in general, and what does church, how do we define church for us? What is our personal church? Where do we go to for salvation? How do we bask in our life and appreciate our life? And even if you don't have those conversations with everybody else, This is why it took me such a long time to read this book because I was having those conversations with myself. And no, I'm not crazy. You have to have conversations with yourself. Um, Just as a check-in, you know? And this book really made me think. It really made me think beyond closed-mindedness of it brought up some, some questions with the stars, how everything is connected, you know. So that's what I love. Wow. Amazing. I'm just looking through all my other notes to make sure I got everything. So bear for me for a sec. Um... Yeah, I basically touched on everything. The Caribbean culture. It reminded me, speaking of the Caribbean culture, a good thing. It reminded me when I had this conversation with the other day. Um, with a friend who was just touching on the diaspora and how like culture migrated from Africa. Because you see those roots in Caribbean culture also of deities like Yemia Yemia or Orishia I know I'm not pronouncing their names right I'm so sorry please forgive me deities please 
but African deities and how in the Caribbean you have different rituals for the same deities and how they're still connected to our roots you know um they also talk about generational trauma um and how to heal from those wounds how to understand how we pass on those wounds (sighs) boy Yeah. Yeah, so we basically touched on. Yep. All all in all, like, this book is just revealing the everyday pain, suffering, and healing of the black experience. And how to deal with everything at once. So it's basically fitting for this time. And any time beyond that, because if it's not this, it's something else, you know. So give this book a whirl. Let me know. Again, 10 out of 10. Hell, check out the playlist that she made because she really got some bops on there. Some oldies and some new stuff. Rihanna is definitely on there. Um, We got A Tribe Called Quest. So she, yo, she got the hits. Her taste is immaculate, okay? And of course, Whitney Houston is on it. So give it a whirl. I've just been seeing so much (laughs) going on lately. Um, I want to give an RIP to civil rights activist and icon a legend john lewis uh so i want to give an r.i.p to naya rivera actress mom friend singer who died tragically drowning and used her last moments to save her son. <sighs> There's been so much going on, y'all. Like, I'm starting to feel desensitized when I just keep getting bad news after bad news. And I just want to take this time to remind y'all, please do not consume it all at once. Have a structure, you know. Regulate your time to be on social media, to watch the news. Don't sit there all day on the phone, on the computer, on the TV, just watching it and consuming it because you will feel yourself getting desensitized or fall into a deep depression. Get out, get some fresh air, social distancing, of course, with masks, be safe, try something new try to learn something new like god damn it i'm trying to learn knitting for god's sakes or and crocheting and embroidering and learning how to roller skate for the first time by 
meeting up with a random guy on offer up trying to buy roller skates and learning in my house you know just to distract myself from it all and you know what I'm proud of myself damn it you know I'm proud of myself for trying to learn something new be proud of yourself be proud of your body for taking care of you through a pandemic like anytime we're just taking all of this with a grain of salt we're fighting a whole movement in a pandemic for fighting for basic rights in a pandemic you have to remind yourself this is at the end of the day a pandemic and so much shit is going on so don't feel bad when you're sleeping in all day and don't feel bad when you're trying to take care of yourself don't feel bad when you find bliss while there's so much shit going on be happy that you can find joy in small moments don't feel guilty you know for finding something beyond the shit storm that we're in you know and just be appreciative that you've made it this far cut yourself some slack is what I'm saying and that's all I can say for this just my take segment is this is just a reminder to cut yourself some fucking slack in a pandemic beginning of the show I asked you a question and that question was who earned the title mother of blues again who earned the title mother of blues and that person is Ma Rainey if you don't know now you know Ma Rainey Okay. Ma Rainey, born Gertrude Pridget, born April 26, 1886, in Columbus, Georgia, U.S., was an American singer who is known as the mother of the blues and who was recognized as the first great professional blues vocalist. I would like to let it be known that this amazing woman was queer. Okay? So, if you want to listen to the Mother of Blues, her music can be streamed on Spotify. And some of her... I I don't know how they got it but apparently some of her performances are seen on YouTube so go check it out okay y'all so I just want to remind you guys that we are having our bloom open mic on July 23rd from 8 to 11 p.m. Anybody can join. 
you have a talent or you don't have a talent, but you want to share something, you definitely hop on the mic. You can. However, signups end on the 22nd at 11 o'clock p.m. on the dot. You will not be able to sign up after 11 p.m. Those who sign up will then receive a link to join the Zoom event, okay? This is only for performers only. The episode will be released, the episode of the recording will be released on the 31st of this month. So this is for performers only to join. You will then be able to access the episode to end our amazing first season on July 31st, a day after my birthday. So that's wonderful. Okay, again, signups close on the 22nd. You will not be able to sign up after the 22nd, so please don't even try. This event will be unapologetic and uncensored, so if you can't handle that, please don't sign up. This event don't have no filters, no rules, except to respect the artists, applaud the art. That is it. Respect whoever is up there spitting their shit and applaud the art that they had the courage to share with us. Okay? This is supposed to be all good vibes, healing circle only. So let's just do our best out there. Okay? And have fun. Again, signups end on the 22nd. Please, y'all, listen again. It ends on the 22nd. You can sign up through our website at www.theconcretediaries.com you'll find it under events and it's the only event up there because it's the only event we plan in and it's the going to be the end of season one so you can sign up through there i'll link it in the description okay all right Thanks for chatting with me today. I do enjoy our talks. If you liked or didn't like what you heard, I would like to hear from you. So, submit a rating and a review. If you want to talk, share a book, or a PSA, email me at theconcretediaries at gmail.com or the gram at theconcretediaries. Look, I'm proud of you for making it this far, and I know you'll make the distance. Remember, we aren't given what we can't handle. So keep reading and keep blooming from the concrete. I'll see you in the next one.